For many of us, gifts are a huge part of what makes this time of year so magical. No matter how stressed we have been January through November, it's hard to have a grumpy attitude when we are giving and receiving gifts. Now, I know that the focus of the season is the gift of Jesus. We've all heard that the reason of the season is Jesus, and that is so true. But I really believe that God wants us to enjoy the feeling that we get when we watch our loved ones open the gifts that we've given them. God wants us to experience the same joy he experiences every time we use the gifts that he has given us. Transitions are exhausting. So many things change, you end up feeling lost. You can find yourself questioning your relevance and even your worth. Whether you're gaining a new surname or going to a new situation, there are two things I want you to know. First, your roles in life will change, but your purpose is eternal. Second, God has a plan for your life. And the enemy has a plot against that plan. I'm Sherry Fletcher, and this is Your Spiritual Game Plan, the podcast for those in a season of transition. And I'm so glad you're here. Stick around and let's work on a spiritual game plan together. With about 10 days left until Christmas, my mind is full of thoughts about the gift giving. I have been checking my lists. I'm making sure that I have everything ready. I've got my menus and last minute stocking stuffers. And I keep a couple extra gifts on hand just for those last minute things that pop up. Um, I remember a drawer that my mom had and it always had just miscellaneous gifts on hand because you just never know when you just have to have something for somebody that you hadn't thought of. So I have a couple of those things ready and I've just been making sure that my lists are checked off. Now the shopping experience certainly has been different in the last two years, especially with COVID. We've done a lot of our shopping online and nowadays we can even text people with links with what we want. And you can click that link and people can purchase it, have it wrapped and shipped directly to that person. And that's very convenient, but it takes away that personal touch. Um, I might be aging myself here. So I remember the days before electronic registries and online wish lists. I even had to, when I, uh, was engaged, I even had to go to the store and write down my registry. And so I remember the days when we had to go and register in person. And now you can look online and people can uh, shop and register for what they want online. Um, But for the most part, back in the days before registries, we had the freedom to get what we wanted for people. And I loved planning and searching for just that right gift for somebody. I had fun imagining what they would do with it, how they would react when they opened it and um, imagining them using it. 
And I remember one such gift very vividly. It was a beautiful glass salad bowl. And I had picked it out for my mom. I was age five and I had saved my money for it, doing some chores. And my dad took me down to the local store to buy it. And I can remember holding that glass bowl in my lap as we drove home. And I could hardly wait uh, for the anticipation of watching my mom open that bowl. In fact, that anticipation of her opening it and her reaction was even stronger than wondering what kind of gifts I was going to get. And her reaction did not disappoint me. And her continued display of that bowl in her china cabinet today and her using it at every gathering uh, still brings a smile over, you know, on my face um, for the past, I'll just say over 45 years. So um, I also remember a time when a gift wasn't so well received. And I'm going to throw my uh, little sister under the bus here. So sorry if you're listening, she was going to be having a surgery and I wanted to have something for her when she got home from the surgery. And so I had bought her a big stuffed animal and I wanted it on her bed when she came home so that she'd have something to snuggle with. Now, when she got home, um, I will give her the grace of, you know, still being under anesthesia, but she got home and she told me that the stuffed animal was ugly and that she didn't want it. And um, it made its home on the floor. And I can still see that animal um, on the floor. And so, friends, when we use the gift that God gives us, the way my mom used the salad bowl, God loves it. It blesses someone else and it reflects his glory. It's a blessing. It's not prideful. It is actually like a form of worship when we use what he intended us to use. What good would that salad bowl if my mom just put it in that china cabinet on display? And of course, when guests came by, she could show it to others. She could say, here's the salad bowl that my daughter bought. You can look at it. Um, You know, she could tell the story and people could look at it. But it's different when people are sitting at her table for a nourishing meal and they're passing the bowl to each other and they're touching the bowl and they're getting nourishment from what's in that bowl. That brings me joy and it blesses them as well. And that is the desire that God has when he gives you the gifts that he intends you to use. And there are times like my sister, when we toss our gifts on the floor, the gifts that God gives us and they don't get used and they do not get blessed and God does not get glorified. And I bet he feels the same way when he sees that gift sitting there, not being used day after day. And I don't want God to feel like that when I am not using the gifts that he gives me. First Peter 4.10 says that we are to use our gifts to serve others as faithful stewards. Just as each one receives a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of varied grace of God. Now, Peter is specifically talking about spiritual gifts, but the general idea of blessing others also carries over to our talents. Just like if you listened to last week's podcast 
my nephew using his beautiful talents to not only bless me and help me with that recording, but I hope it blessed you as well. God doesn't benefit us not using that gift and sharing it and giving it to others. And he doesn't benefit by just us using it for ourselves um, in our own homes privately. He likes us to, of course, play for ourselves and, and enjoy it, but to share it and give it to others and make a meal and share it, sing a song and share it, paint a picture and share it, uh, make cards and send them. Peter is specifically asking us to be stewards with what God has given us. After all, we are blessed to be a blessing. That's what Genesis 12, 2 says. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. So as we unwrap the gifts that God gave us, I hope that we use them. Maybe there's a ministry that you could use your skills and talents to bring blessings and joys to others this season. Depending on your schedule, maybe you could volunteer at your church or in your children's classes, or maybe you could invite someone over for a coffee or a meal or visit a local nursing home and sing some songs this Christmas season. If you look into your community and you don't see um, an area that uses your gifts, maybe you could start something and use the gifts that God has given you. There is no registry for the gifts that God gives us. We cannot sign up for a gift and tell God, this is what we want. God equips us with the gifts that he knows we can use. Every single gift is customized by God for us. You know, one of the Christmas traditions we had when I grew up in our family was that we would take turns um, op opening up our Christmas gifts so that we could watch to see what the other person was getting. And when the kids were little, there were times when they thought that what the other siblings got was they, they, they got more or a better gift. But as they got older, they actually started getting happy for each other. And the focus got more towards looking forward to seeing what the others would get instead of being concerned with what they got. You know, as humans, it's only natural for us to notice what talents and callings God has given other people. Instead of giving into comparison, I hope that you will rejoice for them and look forward to seeing how they use their gifts. This is exactly what God wants us to do. Finally, God gave us the ultimate gift that would ensure that if we accepted it, we would be home with him. That gift was his son. My prayer for you this week is that we celebrate the gift of Jesus' birth and the gift of his life by giving our gifts to others. Then let us bow down and worship him and let us open our treasures and fill him with the joy as we use the gifts that he has given us.
Thank you for listening to your spiritual game plan. I'd love to have you join my email subscribers so that we can keep connected. When you join, you'll receive the five steps to start your spiritual game plan. It's a free mini course to help you discover how to find your relevance and worth in seasons of transition. I will be taking the month of January off. And when I return in February, this podcast will be audio only. Be sure to tune in next week for part four of God's plan for the best Christmas ever.